show that gives you life literally now we're going to begin the show in the best fashion we know how and that's with shouting out our sponsors beginning with none other than makers mark shout out to everybody making their mark in their respective lanes and or industries and of course we have mountain high climb your way to the top straight like that so shout out to gary and greg for always pulling up popping out pulling up and putting on in that order so we're going to begin this season six rundown with some new news for all y'all new news so welcome to 2022 and miss reese was topping off our news segment this year so CPS is out of school for the second day. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> by choice or by force? Um, by force. Ah, who's uh, forcing them out? CTU, the teachers union. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, with the surge and the COVID and... I'm Ariane. Right. Um, <laughs> He's still here with us. <laughs> Did you see his public service? Yes, I was just about to say that. <laughs> and things that teachers were concerned. Yeah, they were they concerned be. that apparently they sent over every student should have got a take-home test. Correct. Only one of my kids got one. Correct. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't even get a notice that right. they were, so I was like, what's this? Oh, okay. And I just kind of tossed it on the table. Wow. <laughs> Mother of the year. <laughs> she is the leader of her LSC, by the way. So, <laughs> She's under four. So, um, you know, they wanted... Like the 28th, I think, is when they wanted all the kids to take the test, mm -hmm. but you had to take them to the library or drop them off at FedEx. Right. And so that was just a lot. Logistical nightmare. Logistical yeah, that nightmare. was a lot. It would have been different if they said, bring it to the school, yeah. then we'll ship them yeah, out. Yeah. But so I don't help think me, that was, help you, help yeah, me. I don't think that was really organized properly. Not well thought out. However, um, school started back out. Other places, right, in some of the suburbs, they started back virtual. Okay. okay. Um, and after the new year, or beginning with the new year. Yeah. After the holidays. Okay. Some other states, schools had already planned to start the first two weeks back virtual. One, just to give the parents, kids, everybody time in the quarantine. Mm -hmm. Whether you got it, whether you don't have it. We know y'all was traveling. We yeah, know y'all was out we, about. That part. We know that. Whether you vaccinated or unvaccinated. They just wanted people to have time in the quarantine, right? Mm -hmm. CPS didn't care. Said, so, no, we ain't doing none of that. Y'all come back to school. Let it ride. Um, and and they were saying you didn't have to have a vaccination test. You None didn't have yeah. Just come back to school. The doors of the church are open. And the teachers just were not comfortable. Now apparently Lori Lightfoot says that the schools are one of the safest place for tornado drills. Like what are they the safest place for? She they the number they got like over 150 million or something like that. It was a big number to make schools COVID ready. Okay. And so, in her opinion, the schools are one of the safest places to be that you won't catch COVID. And that's a comparative statement, so I see where she's coming from with that. But if you don't know what you're doing, no amount of money is going to fix it because you're just throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks. And you could waste $149 million and be like, oh, man, we figured it out. You only have a million-dollar budget left. 
Well, and a lot of the teachers were talking about the ventilation. We mm. know they didn't fix no damn ventilation in none of these schools. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> I swear. So, you know, I just, Have you seen that meme or that post? It's like, man, COVID ain't what got y'all sick. This what got y'all sick. And it's a dusty that, that fan. fan. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. It got something to do with what's in the air. So it, it's... I don't know. I think today's Thursday. I doubt they go back tomorrow on Friday. Right. Um, hopefully they can figure it out by Monday. I myself am not complaining. It's 15 degrees outside. I don't want to take nobody to school. One so five. One five. We're good at home. My loving cousin today. Jazz, shout out to my Alabama Alabama family. She sent me a picture. What is it? She posted a picture that I saw. And it was her and the babies. And they were out in the backyard playing in the snow. And I was like, I thought she was living in Alabama. She was like, I do. There was a There's tornado snow. warning yesterday, and there was a snow flurry today. Ooh. Like, thick snow, get a scarf, and let's play and, and sled in the snow. Snow. In Alabama? The, the end is near. Mm. The end is near. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you say that the um, you don't think that they'll return on Friday, that's because the teachers are not willing to return, therefore the students can't return, right? Like the administration wants to return, but the teachers are against it and the teachers union? Yeah, I just don't think it's gonna get figured out. And it's Friday, like what's one day, y'all? I, I always like vehemently disagree with that when people was like, nah, we don't go to, we don't go back to school for break until Thursday. It's like, why don't you just go back the following Monday? Monday. <laughs> like, what is this? After hump day, we're kind of in cruise control. Yeah, we're, we're not done. doing anything. We're done so. here. Okay. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, I get, the schools are open though. So if you have to go to work and you need a place for your kids to go. If you need lunch. That too. You can take them to school with their laptop and I mean, give them some work to do and they can be there. Right. Because the buildings are open, but they're just not teaching. Okay. Okay. What else we got new news for all these new news? So, with that, there were 33,000 new cases today. I would really like to know how and when they're getting these numbers from. Yeah. And you know what? I actually saw a post on that as well. I don't think, I don't know if this was Dr. Fauci or not, but he was saying it's the difference between people that come into the hospital with COVID and people that come into the hospital because of COVID. So it's like, man, I got 12 gunshot wounds to the chest and you test positive for COVID, so we're gonna mark that as a COVID case. And it's like, wait, 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 I'm here for gun wounds. But, but they try to count everything as COVID related. Because they get money for that. Yeah, to make make that fear which sells yeah. and moves people in the direction that the powers that be want to Just like, move. okay, so let me say it before I finish my story. Mm -hmm. Just like the whole, you know, there are majority COVID cases that are in the hospital are unvaccinated people. Come on. Stop it, y'all. Come on. Stop it. <laughs> That's cap. I just be listening to what they yeah. say, and I'm like, y'all really trying to scare people out here. Yeah. Like, hard. Yeah. So, and, and everybody on The View got it, and they yeah. all vaccinated. Yeah, check that out. Like, so what is the fucking now, difference? I think I sent you a clip, and it was a dude, he was obviously being funny, but he was like, man, you want to know the difference is if you get vaccinated, yeah, as opposed to an unvaccinated person that can still get it and, and you know, uh, pass it along, you can still get it and pass it along and die from it just like them. But you vaccinated, and it was like, yo, what? It doesn't exactly. mean anything. Exactly. Well, he was being funny when he said it, but it's like, what's the purpose of the vaccination? One, if it's a vaccination against the original strand or whatever, you know, came yeah. out as COVID-19 as we first knew it, doesn't prevent Delta, doesn't combat mu, doesn't even begin to address the strand that's known as Omicron. And now there's an IHU strand that In I'm France hearing about. Right now. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like, what? is this vaccine doing besides giving somebody peace of mind at the end of the day besides making pfizer and them money yeah that's what it's doing <laughs> it's making of, a lot of piece people of my wallet rich yeah. and so to talk about pfizer 
They have a new antiviral pill that will be out around March. Like a Flintstone chewable. I don't know if it's true. Man, I'm not trying to swallow a pill, brother. If you give me a Flintstone, give me one of them pebbles. I did like the Flintstone. Man, I just love the taste of them shit. Side note. I'll I take seven, the, please. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I the, um, so this ain't cereal? The Flintstone gummies for the boy mm-hmm. vitamins. Mm, you be Noah, I said, these aren't candy. Man. Where are the vitamins? He said, hey, man, he then the mom said, you like, oh, this is not sunflower seeds. What are you doing? We need those for the month. Yeah, That's so crazy. they are delicious. Though. Um, this Pfizer pill, are you taking it? Pfizer pill? Yeah, I'm with Team Moderna. Oh, so okay. uh, I don't know if you can gang bang into a different lane, but I think once you stay with, once you get with one, I brand, know the boosters stay, you can go in. You can, you can go ahead and like, switch teams. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, well, now you do. Okay, well, so everybody out there making fraudulent cards, you can actually put <laughs> Pfizer on one line and Moderna on another if you want to keep it real. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I would be up for more vaccines, more boosters, more anything at this point because I don't feel like they're effective. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's more of a sheeple mentality. Everybody's doing it. Uh, you can't. Like, I, I look at those vaccination cards, whether they're real or counterfeit that they're the key to the city at this point. Like, if you don't have it, you can't move around how you would need to. Not want to, because it's 15 degrees and there's nothing open. Yeah. But if you do need to make that run and you don't have a car, you can't even do it. So, I don't know, man. It's just yeah. a uh, means to an end at this point. It's interesting. I wonder, because um, when they were talking about putting this mandate in place, the restaurants, um, one of the guys from Manny's, mm-hmm. the, the famous corned beef shop on uh, Roosevelt, his thing was... He would be interested to know where people are getting it from. Getting are they it being COVID? Are they getting COVID from restaurants? Mm-hmm. Uh, or are they getting it from the grocery stores, mm-hmm. from the gyms, yeah. from school, yeah. from work? Yeah. Like because he his thing was um, the city's putting so much emphasis on restaurants and and gyms and business owners. You need to card everybody as they come in. He's like, let's find out where it's coming from. Yeah, and I, that was a thing probably a year and a half ago was contact tracing. There were different grants and everything out there for like community-based organizations that mm-hmm. if you can figure out how to help us figure out where the source of this is coming from, you know, we'll put some resources behind you. But I haven't even heard the word contact tracing used Sis. in over 18 months because nobody cares, seems to care mm-hmm. where you're getting it from. They just want to know, do you got it or not? Do you got the vaccine or not? Did you have to show your vaccine card at Lollapalooza? Nah, because we was on some, you know, VIP, da-da-da, blah-blah-blah, we on the tour bus, da-da-da, so, and that was a different time as well, hmm. you know what I'm saying, it was summer, hmm. so I guess it doesn't survive as much in um, hot, hotter climates, blah-blah, I think they were being a little bit more liberal and lean. So, it's safe to assume that this mandate should drop come spring, summer? I mean, it may be just a, a winter mandate, like a winter in place, and I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't have much to do in the winter, except get out of the city. So I'll just leave the city during. And go to Indiana. Yeah, I would go to the West Coast or something, but everything out there is shut down too. So you're not really getting into anything. Yeah. You're just going to a warmer climate. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so as we're talking about it being cold outside, the temperatures are dropping, right? Mm-hmm. I'm one. I'm so glad it's cold as hell here, but we don't have no snow. Well, we don't have a lot of snow. Not a lot of snow. Not a lot of snow. But that's not always a good thing because there has to be a certain warmth for it to snow. So when there is no snow, it's that cold means it's cold as shit. Yeah. Right. So, but driving wise, yeah, right. Yeah, I get it. We could deal. We could deal. Did you hear about the snowstorm on the East Coast? No. What about it? Okay. So DC got like ten inches. Did not hear that. And on 
So I don't know. I've I've driven the boys that way before, mm-hmm. and if you've ever been in D.C., you know D.C., uh, Virginia, Maryland are all the like DMV. intertwined, interwoven. Right. So a lot of people that work in D.C. live in Maryland and Virginia, right? So they have Nobody to drive places. in every day, and they usually take I ninety five. Well, this particular expressway, apparently, the people said, "Hey, stay at home." But you can tell people to stay at home, but if people have to go to work, who gonna check them? Right, and it was a senator who was coming in to DC to get <laughs> on to work. Interstate, right. These people were stuck for 27 hours on the interstate. Wow. By whom? Because of oh, the, the snow. Oh, the snow. Okay, I thought he was saying somebody was checking COVID. I no, mean, vaccines or no. They didn't put snow. any salt down because it was raining first. Yeah. And they said, oh, we didn't put salt down because we didn't want it to wash away. Mm. So they're not used to this inclement weather, obviously. No, yeah. they have yeah. had it. Oh, they have. Okay. They've had bad weather like that. When I stayed in the A, I remember it snowed a flake and the city shut down. Because they like, we don't even have salt trucks. Well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. But D.C., Virginia, man. Yeah, they used to it. They used to they it. They knew this. They true But they were like, we didn't want it to wash away. So it didn't wash away, but it got icy, mm-hmm. snowy, and Sleety. these niggas, slippery. <laughs> they were packed. Jam, can you imagine being in your car for 27 hours? I could not, because I would get out and go somewhere else. I remember when Lakeshore got shut down like that and moms was abandoning their car. Right, but the difference with Lakeshore Drive is if, especially if you come in south or even if you're going north, mm-hmm. you can get out and there are apartments, there are land something. where you can get to There's something. Your, you yeah. can get home. Yeah. On this interstate, mm. ain't no getting home. Ain't nothing but there was, interstates. Forest and trees on either side. Caribou. <laughs> Where are we going? And so I had to think like I normally keep a case of water yeah, or some juice in my car. Yeah, I got towels. I got right. coats. I got all, all types right. of so stuff. So you would have turned it to a vendor and been selling. I would have. We would have been in there chilling. Oh, okay. So like good. We hunkered down in this month. But can you imagine people? You already you gotta go to the bathroom somewhere. You so know. you know they. Was, yeah, I had. Right, but like the freedom ring to on the not side of the bridge. have anything to drink or eat, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That eat that snow. That's an idea. That's a yeah, lot. That's a lot. So that was the whole thing. They they got through it though, but the, I just couldn't imagine being stuck. Nah, wouldn't be me, man. Because I mean, sometimes you gotta trust that forecast. You know what I'm saying? And if it says it's going down, believe them. Believe them. Believe them. And, and then, until you stay at home and don't use this road, believe them as well. Like, man, yeah. maybe they're purposely. Not salting. I mean, I get the wash away theory, but kinda. We're not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Them, them big old chunks of, you know, salt. They don't wash away like no, that. No, not so. Like, we, is this a, 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 a con concave no, road? Like, no, it nah, was it's just gonna sit on the road. Yeah. But, so, but that just gives everybody foresight to prepare your put stuff in your car just in case mm-hmm. a blanket. Yeah. Some water. Your like, own salt. <laughs> that too. <laughs> that too. Um. Before I came here today, do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Nah, what's the? It is an anniversary. Oh, J5 is yesterday. What's today? J6? Yeah. What's J6? One year anniversary of the insurrection. Ah. It's the a storming of the castle. Mm-hmm. Are they doing it again in remembrance? <laughs> so what they did today. Biden ain't gonna make it out. He... <laughs> what they did today was, um. I think they were at the house. Um, Nancy Pelosi, I don't even, I wasn't even listening to her speech, but they gave a whole speech. It was only Democrats there. Right. None of the 144 Republicans show up. Everybody had a sick day. Apparently. You know what I'm saying? Everybody tested positive. Apparently. <laughs> they were... The disrespect, bro. 
debt and they are just not acknowledging the BS that happened. Right. Dick Cheney is probably the only Republican that came out and said, and he was there in support. He was like, I am disgusted with right. my Republican yeah. members and their leadership. Like, Brethren and sistering. Y'all should be here. And so, but that just goes to show you what's to come. Yeah. So I think these Democrats better prepare and buckle down because they're going to be in for a fight. They just have such staunch beliefs over there on the Republican side. I like the fact that they let their nuts hang on stuff they believe in. I just don't agree with what they believe in. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like they bout it, bout it. So it's kind of like you got to respect they boutedness, but they bout it about the wrong things. Thanks. Because if the shoe was on the other foot and somebody oh. was trying to uh, control their decision making, control their lifestyle and livelihood, they'd be up in arms. You know what I'm saying? But I have been watching this series and it was showing the difference between uh, white privilege and the perspectives therein. Mm -hmm. And basically, the white people in this particular show, it was called um, White Lotus on HBO. Okay. And basically, the white people in this show was like, I mean, yeah, we get it, like, you know, white privilege, blah, blah, but it's a doggy dog world and nobody is not out for self. Y'all ain't saying, like anybody that's a person of color or have not or whatever, y'all aren't saying let's dismantle the system and build it back equitably. Y'all are saying, I would rather have privilege versus you having privilege. So like, we have privilege, we're not gonna give our privilege up because you just want the same exact thing that we have. You don't want equality, you want to have our position. Yeah, we want y'all to feel how we feel. Yeah, and they're like, no, nah, we see that coming a mile away, so we're gonna double down. So, and I can't say that in that position, a human being who is kind of selfish and self-centered naturally wouldn't, yeah. any, any any ethnicity would do that and yeah. does that. Yeah. Like, imagine an uppity Negro that's a have and a successful well, I mean, you white man. Africa, you you look down on people that's yeah. like, man, I got it, you get it. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Um, so, what they are doing is, you know, they're still investigating, mm -hmm. right? And so... They gotta, they're calling in, um, I don't know if he has a news what? show, but the guy, uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News, mm -hmm. he had some type of show on Fox. Okay. Apparently, he was in the know, and he sent a text. He sent a couple texts, but the text he sent on December 31st, it said, I'm worried about the next 48 hours and what's going to happen. Send a text to whom? He sent a text to one of Guy's uh, people, uh, one of Trump's guys in the cabinet. Oh, okay. And he was concerned about what was going to happen. Like it's going to go up. So they knew. They, oh, you're talking about a year ago today. Yeah, okay. yeah. So mm. it's coming out that people in Trump's. Kind of orchestrated the puppet message. But didn't he say that during the debate with him and Joe Biden? He was like, stand by. All of you, uh, <laughs> whatever y'all want me to call them. Uh, I forgot what he he was trying to get David Trump. He? He, was, he was like, man, stand by. If I don't win this election, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I was watching a thing on Netflix called uh, Death to 2021, and they were mm. recapping all of this stuff. Or maybe it was 2020, but there's two of them out, and it just recaps how bogus 2020 was and how bogus 2021 was. And, yeah, during the, the tumultuous debate that was between Trump and Biden, which was, like, the worst debate ever just because yeah. they was just catfighting in front of everybody, uh, they was like, man, so what would you refer to those people that mowed down protesters and are doing this and doing that? And he was like, what do you want me to call them? You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah. And they was like, man, I want them to call them terrorists. I want you to call them what they are. Blah, blah. He was like, well, all I can say is stand by. And like, ah! gave him the little, the, little, the little signal. Like, man, if I don't win this election, go ahead. 
So, some people gotta go to jail. Somebody. People, and it's, it's taking Guess a who's year. going to jail tonight? Have to go to jail. So before I wrap up news, we I watched. I can't think of this actor's name. It's a black actor. He played in um uh what's that Steve Harvey movie? Think like a man. Yeah, yeah. He Terry played. Him. He was bald head. Uh, uh, the dude from Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes. Yeah. Him. Don't nobody know his name. <sighs> I can't think of his name. I know what you're talking about though. But he has been doing some extensive research. I forget why he said he started doing it, but he was just talking about. And these are things that I think black people knew, and I think because of. Uh, recent things that have happened and cell phones and people actually capturing the police doing the bullshit it's coming out more Romani Malcolm Malcolm yeah him basically all police departments have been infiltrated by the KKK oh yeah for years for generations but it's coming it's, it's almost like now they're blatant with it yeah, yeah because this is why he was talking about it because it was some cops in North Carolina that have been fired because on their cameras they were heard saying nigga, we nigga, nigga, no nigga. we finna go out and slaughter some niggas mm, that's passion that's passion yeah that's like passion. that's what we finna do we finna go slaughter some niggas not protect and serve yeah. not stop the violence not prevent violence None but no we None finna go shoot up some niggas and get us one yeah and i think it was something around that that made him really look into it more but as I was listening to this, <laughs> slaughter is it, such a deep <laughs> word. It like fueled my dislike yeah. for the police. Period. Because yeah. if you think about it, when we were in college, and that wasn't that long ago, right? I was okay with the hey, how you doing, officer? Hey, hey, like they spoke. That yeah, was at yeah. least a cordial friendly, friendly. respect yeah. there, right? Now I see the motherfuckers. I just turn my head, like. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to say. And if you black, it's almost like, we know you ain't got no power, so I really ain't got nothing to say to your ass. Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I also want to be the change that I seek, right? I see, bro, you eyes, you your feet, but this damn nigga you show can't be. Let me just tell you this. So, like, in this situation we was talking, I think we was offline, but we was talking about, you know, if the roles were reversed and black people were in superiority, would we give up our privilege? Would we strive for equality or would we try to push forward a message of such? Uh, with policing, you know what I'm saying? It's like just the same way that all black people ain't acting like niggas, regardless of how you perceive us or prejudge us, same thing can be said for cops. So I kind of try to take it to the best of my ability on a one-on-one basis. Now, I do have a spirit of discernment, so I know when it's on, it's on. I'm a natural energy. Okay. But every white male cop is not a bad person. Every white woman cop is not a bad person. Every black cop is not a good person. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of try to be, uh, you know what I'm saying, um, case by case with it. And that's all I'm saying. And overwhelmingly, they're bad. You know what I'm saying? Because the blue shield, once you drink that Kool-Aid, it's like, man, get out and lay down. You, you yeah. can't, you're not going to change. You know what Alonzo say on training day? You got you to gotta change things from within. You ain't changing nothing. No. You're not changing nothing. You're either going to drink that blue Kool-Aid and be in alliance with your so-called brothers, and you're going to be the first one they throw out when somebody got to be the fall guy. Don't don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe, all you black officers and people of color out there to serve and protect. But um, you're either going to get down with that or you're going to find an alternative career. You're not going to change things within, from inside because uh, uh, officer is just a 
updated version of an overseer from a plantation, a, a, a police officer enforces policies. All policies originally were structured to keep black people disenfranchised. So all policies from back in you know slavery days, Jim Crow up to current, they've just morphed in terms of how they look in the present. But the policies that they are over, overseeing are all disproportionately impacting us in a negative way. So they do their job well, and they're still going to have their foot on your neck. They're good people, and they're still going to have their foot on your neck. So it's, it's just a, I would rather not interact with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? That part. That I would part. just rather not be I around cops, man. I think that's what it came down to. And I agree. Not everybody is bad. However, I know you're going to choose blue versus the color of your skin. Right. Because that's what you right. got to do. And it was just very disheartening, considering we have kids, yeah. we have boys, yeah. you know, and it was just like, I hate to have that hate, but it's there. Yeah. And it can be tapped into yeah. very easily because... <laughs> the same way that I can avoid black people that I don't like their energy, I can avoid blue people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I just try to stay clear out of, you know, their line yeah. of sight and their line of fire because, man, I'm telling you, bro. The way that I am, um, and I know it's, it's superficial, but it's real. The way that I get interacted with just on a knee-jerk reaction, depending on how I'm dressed or the fact that I got my hair grown out or I got yeah. braids and shit now versus when I was just a clean cut, clean shaven, and then got a dress shirt on, totally different by black people and others. So it's kind of like everybody is sizing you up from the moment they see you and kind of taking everything they know about people that look like that and putting you into that box. And for blue people, white people, whatever you want to call them, those are not good boxes to be in. They do not have good interactions, more or less, with black people. And it's not to say that it's black people's fault, but just historically, that's how it is. So when they put you in that box, nigga, beware. Beware, or don't be there. And that's what I tell. I'm trying to be out of sight when it comes to any police. Like, I ain't the dude that's gonna go up and record something. With a, like, nah, man, just don't, hope it don't happen around me because I'm going to Homer Simpson into the bush. I'm, I'm gonna record, but I'm gonna on the slide. Nothing. I've bro. learned to, to. I'm not gonna be around it. I'm gonna call the fire people. I'm gonna call the fire department on the police. Like, hey man, your, your cousin's over here tripping, man. Get, come on, man. Come check and balance these mugs, man. They ain't gonna do it if y'all here. No, I, I'm, I'm not I'm gonna record. I'm gonna be on the slide, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, audio record. I'm just leaving my phone there. Gonna get a letter. Like, man, y'all heard what he said. He said he was gonna slaughter some black people. <laughs> Ooh, that's all I got, y'all. All right, well, that about wraps us up for new news on this week's episode of This That and Third. Literally. Now, moving on to entertainment. So Miss Reese was topping off our entertainment segment this week. Well, apparently they found um, the person who shot Young Dolph. Ah, Justin Johnson. Mm -hmm. I did see AKA, that come across. JJ. Um, straight drop. Ah, uh, he straight dropped him. Yeah. So yeah, he's living up to his. He's a rapper, ah. and apparently, um, the first post I saw about this was. The fans knew before the FBI because after he had got shot, I guess a lot of people were like, 
it was straight drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did see that. He put out this. We, we cracked the case. We cracked the case, y'all. Yeah, well, now the FBI right. got a warrant, and he has a warrant out for another murder yeah. charge. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. And I actually heard he dropped a single right after that called Nigga, I Did It. Oh, God. No, I'm <laughs> oh, I was about to say. <laughs> but that's how these rappers be. See, they be like, I shot Young Doe. Is the name of my next album. It's like, bro, what? But one, you know, his listeners and views and all that's gonna shoot through the roof, right? Because yeah. who knows? And then two, what type of time is he looking at? Or have they caught him or are they just chasing him down? They're chasing him down. They don't have him yet. Yeah. He gonna get caught on some nana and a boo boo. I'm, you know, going live from that. Oh, what y'all doing? Man, right. what are you going live <laughs> for, bro? You're wanted. But uh, R.I.P. to Young Dolph. Uh, I actually need to circle back to something I said last year now at this point when we first announced that we heard that he got slain was the fact that he's not held in the most positive light and you know what I'm saying as opposed to a Nipsey or something like that that was doing good in the, in the hood. Actually, Young Dolph had his hand in a lot of positive things. Yeah. Not, not, not saying they got enough publicity, but he was giving back and putting on for his hood. So it's just kind of like, you know, they say the good die young, dude. I don't know how old he was, but he wasn't old. You know what I'm saying? Thirties. Yeah, so it's just kind of, it's just one of those things where it's like three little kids. There's 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 seldom gonna be a time where somebody passes away and they've just done absolutely no good in their life and you're like, oh, they deserved it. It's like there's not a such thing as bad people. There's people that make bad decisions. There's people that make good decisions. I don't make them good people. It's just we're all people and we're all trying our best. And I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't throwing dirt on that man's uh, legacy. So the man who kneeled on George Floyd's neck probably was a good father. And he just made a bad decision to kneel on somebody's neck? I mean, making 51 out of 100 decisions that are bad, can you say that that, like, what's the cutoff? Like, he almost was 50 50. And I'm, again, that's a terrible example because it's too hell with him. <laughs> too hell with him. I know. But that was a terrible that decision. But I bet if he went to the crib, he probably had a loving wife and family that he adored. And I'm just saying, yeah, that's all yeah, I'm saying. Okay. We get it. Yeah. So uh, he's on the run. So the the case was cracked by the community. The feds are now trusting that information, have verified well, no, they, information. Where we at with the, the facts? The feds are on him now because from their investigation, yeah. they they weren't listening to the. Community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gonna do their own research and recon. They found out, and it was uh they showed a camera clip of him actually shooting. He had a face mask on, but this yeah, part was out. From... Um, and it was another person there. They haven't identified yeah. that person. Oh, he gonna tell. J JJ gonna tell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so now, what is that gonna look like? I'm assuming he's a Memphis rapper, right? I'm assuming he's not an out of town rapper. He came no, to Memphis, shot this man, there. right? Yeah. So now, what does that look like? I'm Team Dolph. You Team uh, Straight Drop. They looking for your boy, but until we find him. Like his moms, his his, his relatives, his, his crew, aren't they all in danger? Ain't that how it go? Oh, I don't know. That's how it go. That's called street justice. Mm. Yeah. So more to come on this tragic story on this number thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yo yo, you remember yo yo? You, you can't, can't play, play with, with my yo 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 yo. 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 Don't try to break me out. Don't try to break me out. Yeah, that was Ice Cube, little protege. Um, so she had a romance with Tupac. Did you know that? Not surprised, but didn't know that. Okay, she said, so the reason I got into the story, because somebody else was going to say something about Jada. Y'all leave Jada out of it. Jada okay? So she was just saying that, you know, they met on the road, and he, 
Everybody, I will say this, everybody that talks about Tupac says how authentic he was and mm -hmm. how genuine he was and if you got to know him or got a piece of him or if he loved you, he loved you hard yeah. and just um, make me want to say, you know, I, I fell in love with Board of Justice. That yeah, was my yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was cold. He was a cold ass man. But let me, let me put a pin in that and just say, personally, not trying to steal the shot, I'm Tupac, all right. But um, I asked some, I asked the people. Yesterday, I was like, because I'm doing some research on um, pie, performance, um, performance, image, and exposure mm -hmm. as it pertains to your career, mm -hmm. and which one is more important, and da 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 blah, blah. And in doing that, you know, they were saying it's important not only what you do, not only how you look doing it, but how people perceive you. Mm -hmm. So I put onto the onto the social media yesterday, how do you see me? Oh, that, Honestly, that was yeah, I was just trying to see how people see me because they said it's important. Mm -hmm. What do you think the answers themed around? Like yeah. how you're speaking very highly of Tupac and anybody that's come in contact with us speaking very highly of What do you think the answers more or less themed around? You being goofy. Nobody takes this guy seriously, bro. But that wasn't my answer. What was your answer, bro? Share it with the people. I said you were smart, articulate, um, outgoing. Um, a, a good entrepreneur, and like, I, I forget how I ended it, but like... Like a loving father or something. She did a good job yeah. being like candid and, and responsible with her answer. Somebody in my comments was like, man, you a goofy ass mom that always talks about my chin. I was like, that's all I am, she? Like the nigga that talks about your chin? Somebody else was like, man, you a pussy ass nigga that I love dearly. I said, oh, is that a compliment? Everybody else was like, man, you're fun, you're funny, you're outgoing, you're energetic, you go. But it was like, man, no, not nobody. Very few people was like, man, you're, some people said I was inspirational, some people said I was da da da, but the overwhelming majority was just, man, this nigga's funny. And it was just kind of like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I didn't know it was that. You want, you don't necessarily want that to be the whole the thing. The whole thing, right. That could be 39%, but come on, so that is a whole bunch of pile up. Anyway, getting back to two. But I think, um, well, yeah, even people that know you, they know more. I'm layered. You are. I'm I, layered. I just think that's the first thing people see. Yeah. And I, I lead with comedy. You know, I, lead, I laugh to keep from crying. But niggas go through stuff. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I just like to see people smile. I like to see people together. I like to see people happy. That's why I say you're resourceful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I had a whole bunch of Man, stuff. Man, she had a, a litany of things. She had a litany of things. Um, okay, but she, so she was saying that. What is she, I want to get what she said right And this is Yo-Yo talking. Yeah, okay. so she said um, Jada was not the love of his life. Oh, yeah, I seen that post. <laughs> why say this? Yeah, so that was just my thing. Like, are you saying why. that to be relevant? Like, leave Jada out of it. Because whenever Jada talks about her relationship with Tupac, she never mentions anybody else. Right. She never mentions his other relationship because she don't care. She's talking about what she had with him. Right. So I would have preferred Yo-Yo just talk about what she had with him and who he was to her. Now, did when, she, when Jada was on A Different World, is that when Tupac came on and was like her he did love come, interest? Did he come on there? Why am I getting that confused with Moesha and goddamn dude from Onyx? Wait, okay. When did Tupac die? I, I don't feel uh, like 95? Yeah, I don't feel like he... He was on a different world. He came was on he a different, different world? world? Yeah, he definitely came on a different world. Uh, but I feel like him and Jada was like love interest on different world. Because it wasn't... Oh, he, yep, it was. Yeah. Because, yeah, those were people from his home, her hometown. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah right. it is. Yep, yep, that's true. Now, 
did anybody or did Jada ever claim that two that she was Tupac's the love of Tupac's life or like no, what is she she just, why is Yo-Yo refuting something that wasn't stated? Jada always talks about just their love the, the pure love that they yeah. had. It might have been something like that. She never said I was the love of his life right. or or if he was the love of her life. I don't remember her saying and, like and that. And let's keep in mind, Tupac died at like 25 years of age. Yeah. So having 10 years, let's say, of experience with Jada, they were kids. Yeah. Like, if you think about how untoxic childhood relationships were and young adult relationships were versus what we deal with today, yeah. we would love to go back to that and not have to deal with all the other stuff so you yeah. have more pleasant feelings yeah. about yeah. those previous loves and relationships. Yeah. So, anyway, yo, yo, walk the dog. She was doing her interview in the pool, too. It was just weird. See, body, yaddy, yaddy up. You know, she's kicking with Shanae Nae tough. She was, uh, Shanae Nae. Lolo. What? Oh, Martin. Shanae Nae oh, and oh, Key Lolo. That was okay. Yo-Yo. Key Lolo used to kick it with Shanae Nae. Are you being funny? I'm dead serious, bro. Yo-Yo was in Martin. As Key Lolo, who oh. was friends with Shanae Nae. Okay. That's all I'm saying. That's the last time we saw Yo-Yo. She had a... Um, no, she didn't. She had a, a no. reality show. Oh, okay. She made me proud. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Joe Buttons was in the news. For what? Okay, now look. Y'all gonna y'all gonna slow clap him in for this one. So it was it's a podcast called Fresh and Fit. Two black guys. One of them had an accent, so he might have been African. Um, and then the the image they had, each guy was on on the side. Then they had like three or four white women or other races, and then it was one black girl, right? Working out. No, they were all sitting in like this U shape table. table. Mm-hmm. And what's the fit part of Fresh and Fit? I have no idea. Okay, that. Um, the only reason this podcast came up is because they said the guy said, you know, I don't really like or date black women. And then he goes into say because, he's black. Yes. Okay. He says because they're annoying, they're ratchet, they're not conservative. Um, but he had that one black girl on the show, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, "Well, you're the exception. You, you know." We like you. You're nice. You, you don't fit what we're talking about, right. right? So Joe Budden didn't like that at all. He was like, first of all, it's not that you all don't like black women. Black women don't like y'all. That's what I was going to say. Maybe he doesn't have good experiences with black women because they're not fooling with him, whoever That's he exactly is. That's exactly what he said. And Joe wrote a long dissertation like um, about, like, don't try to be so polarizing by dogging black women yeah. to push up your numbers for your podcast. Yeah, but they do anything for clout. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's black women, whether it's the death of a celebrity, whether it's having Kanye name all in your mouth. Like, <coughs> people following Kanye nowadays, like, they have nothing else to talk about. Like, man, he was in a hotel with two girls. Two man, he was at dinner with a dominatrix. Man, he yes. was like, bruh, it's Tuesday. Like, but what Joe did say is, if you understand black women, you'll know that they're going to make or break your podcast. Uh, in terms of looks and clicks and black, yeah. black Twitter type yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as as true as that is, like, let's just not generalize at all is what I'm saying. Like, first of all, you know what I'm saying? If you a nothing type dude, you're going to attract a nothing type female regardless of her ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? Like, likes, you're going to attract what you're putting out and what's within you, I feel. So if you've got all these toxic relationships and stuff like that and you just happen to be dating black women, and maybe your tolerance level is higher for non-black women because you're just biased and you've been subconsciously brainwashed to yeah, think like that part. N- 
white or as close to white as possible is right. Yeah. But man, there's so many layers to peel back on that particular onion that I'm not even finna touch it, but I am saying that that's cap <laughs> what a dude is saying. I know dope black women. I know ain't shit black women. Same goes for all other women of every other ethnicity. Right, right. Agreed. So don't generalize, man. It's an individual case-by-case -case experience. Um, and so the internet went crazy the other day because they thought Jill Scott had a sex tape out. Mm. Is this um, voluptuous Jill or is this chill Jill? Like, how's she looking these days? I ain't seen Jill since Why Did I Get Married 6. Wait, does it matter? Nah, it don't. Because she the, uh, ain't she the throw baby queen? Like, then she, for a minute, she was like known for managing. I, she do the Dinos very well. Very well. What is like she gives good head. Isn't Jill Scott one of those I, known for? I thought yes. <laughs> I thought Jill Scott had an episode or some or interview or something where she was talking about I am the best head giver there is. Mm. What you mean? I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. But go ahead. Why did Why did they think it was her? Twitter. Twitter okay. started it, and right. people were so like searching for it. Yeah. They found nothing. Ah. But I just thought that was interesting was that people were like. Yeah. She Jill got a sex tape. I'm saying probably because they know she freaky McNasty freak freak. <laughs> like that's what I, I I at least remember hearing that. Maybe it was a character she played in the movie. I don't know. It might have been. I thought she was a throw baby. I know. I don't. I don't I'm not gonna say. We'll that. research that. Not Jill from Philly. No. Okay. Um. Hey. So Antonio Brown. What happened with him? Just walking off. Man. A B. R.I.P. R.I.H. to your career. Maybe because he said he's coming back next year with Avengers. But basically, what they're saying is. He stormed off during the Jets game this past weekend yeah. in the middle of the game. Took off his shoulder pads and his jersey, took his gloves, and even his T-shirt. Yes. That ain't had nothing to do with nothing. He could have kept the T-shirt yeah. on, yeah. took the T-shirt off, throws it into the crowd, does several uh, bareback jumping jacks in the end zone, and heads out, heads out, you know what I'm saying? Calls an Uber because he couldn't fly back with the team. So he had to find his way back, you know what I'm saying, uh, on Tampa. The long and short of what I'm hearing is that he had different incentives that was like, man, you get one more catch, you get a quarter of a million dollars, or a third of a million dollars, you get one more touchdown, well, five more catches, a, a third of a million dollars, one more touchdown, a third of a million dollars, and a certain amount of yards, another third of a million dollars. So you get all these things, and you get a million dollars. But he was saying like how the way the game was going, they started not throwing him the ball, not putting him in the game, not helping him get, get his, his goals. Keep in mind, this is in the third quarter of the game. They're down 14, so they need to throw the ball to come back. One, Tom Brady, the quarterback of all quarterbacks, rocks with him and is probably going to be willing to get him the ball. The previous week, he was force feeding him the ball like 15 targets, you know what I'm saying? And they have a whole nother game this upcoming week. So if you don't get it today, you still have the next game to try to get it. Mm. And for whatever reason, it was being announced and, and, and uh, pushed out there that they was, you know, freezing him out the game is what they called it. Mm. He took offense to that. His story, which came out recently, is I have a shattered bone in my ankle. I have fragments of bone in my ankle. It hurts like hell. I got uh, a ligament detached from the bone in my ankle that kept him out of games for um, several games and several weeks prior, and now he's just coming back from injury. He's saying, I'm still injured. They're injecting me with painkillers, trying to get me and force me to play, and I just had enough. And, uh, he said the coach told him he was benched, and he said, I didn't quit. He... Release me. 
So I didn't quit on my team. He told me I was no longer part of the team and then I walked off. So now the story is still unfolding and developing. At the end of the day, it's like a, a, a separated couple that you know is headed for a divorce. It's like, it's inevitable that he's not gonna be a buck to close out this season and going into the next season, but how it's going to, how they're gonna sever ties is still TBD because it's different if you fire somebody versus if they quit, how much do I owe them in this scenario versus this one. So it's just still a developing story. Uh, mental health is a real thing, man. The way I can best describe it is, if mental health was a person, it would be AB. Because, just think of it, I get paid millions of dollars to play football. And am I logically going to give up millions of dollars or negatively impact my million dollar bag, millions of dollar bag, chasing one million dollars? Like, even if I don't get these incentives, I get millions of dollars to be on this team regardless. So I'm, I'm gonna give up tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars, to try to chase one on these little incentives? It just doesn't make sense. So, well, it must be more to the story. It doesn't make sense, but if what he's saying is true and he's hurting, mm -hmm. and then you got a coach talking about sit down, and, and I'm sure he didn't say it in the most polite uh, Bruce, way. Bruce Arians is not, you know, one we of them. We know how these white coaches yeah. are talking. Right? They, they, that's a new plantation. These are million dollar slaves they're talking to. I'm so glad he said it and not me. It's a real thing. Um, I can understand him hitting his breaking point. Yeah. Like, well, fuck this. I'm gone. But I when you look it. at his nah. history, he had a tumultuous relationship with uh, uh, Mike Tom Tom Tomlin, who was the black coach for the Steelers. Okay. That's the team that drafted him. He was on trajectory for a Hall of Fame career with them. And then he got out of Dodge because he kept butting heads with the coach and with the uh, staff. He goes to the Raiders, where John Gruden was at the time. Never even played a game with them because he got to button heads with the staff. Tom Brady gives him a chance out there in New England. He gets kicked off that team because of Bill Belichick. He ain't having none of that. And then Tom Brady picks him up when he goes to Tampa Bay. They win the Super Bowl last year. Not a lot of issues, if any. Then this year, after having won the Super Bowl and being the favorites, kind of the repeat, at least early on in the season, uh, he faked a COVID vaccination, got caught for that, got injured, was out a couple weeks, recently came back, came back killing, and then this. So it's like, uh, it's a history so of behavior. It's a history of behavior here, and okay. mental health is a real thing. So uh, get well soon, AB. Yeah. Don't always judge a, never judge a book by its cover, because if you was in that situation, and everybody was just coming into you like, oh, you stupid, you dumb, you whatever, whatever, and underlying you were just struggling internally, and people, you felt like people was coming at you sideways about whatever, there's more to the story. So just give them a chance and be empathetic. This is a good, a good chance to demonstrate empathy. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, but that's what's going on with AB and the Bucks. Yeah. But I think the pa Packers gonna take it, man. It's either gonna be the Packers or the or the Cowboys, in my opinion. But we'll see how the cookie crumbles. Mm -hmm. <coughs> um so last in entertainment, Insecure is over. It is. It is. it is. And it's a damn good show. It's a damn good show. I binge watched it over the holidays. And can we just slow clap it out? Yeah. Very good, great job, Issa Ray. And everybody just part of that Issa Rae team, the Insecure movement. Let's give some feedback and, and, and reviews. So I did watch the end, the documentary. The end, yeah, yeah, the one hour joint. And so there are a couple things because I also, well, you know, I went to film school and I know you wanted to get into writer's rooms now mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and that, her show would be an ideal show to like work on, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, what I loved is they were conscious about having black people work on the show. Mm -hmm. Crew. 
mm-hmm. right? Um, I, it was interesting how her and the showrunner got together. Yeah. Just how everything came together. Like she said, HBO normally don't greenlit shows that fast. Yeah, yeah. It was a process they went through. Right, but people also have to understand that you have a show, it doesn't mean it's coming out right away. Yeah. Like it was a two-year process. It's a process, yeah. um, For them to get the treatments and everything right. And Issa was coming off of just doing web series, which is completely different. She's like, well, what's the problem? I can do this, I can do that. Um, And if you notice, because I did, when they found that director of photography, I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. But how it changed. Because when. The one that was doing the Rihanna and Beyonce joints? That's the director. Oh, okay. So. Yes, I love. Oh, her. you're talking about that white woman that made sure that there were women represented on the um, in the room. So the director. Oh, so, so let's go back. The director who she she's done um, all of damn near all of Beyonce stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her she solo called. stuff. She, she is called. called. Her story. You can see that now that you know who it is. Mm-hmm. You can see. You can the see same. that visually. Yes. Yeah. But the director of photography was talking about the lighting. Yeah. If you notice the first couple seasons. It, they, yeah. they missed some things, yeah. right? It was just plain, let's call it done. plain, yeah. right? The the later seasons, the lighting, you know, when you like black people, and Beyonce's big on this, and that's mm-hmm. why she works with certain people, you know, your blues, your warm tones, mm-hmm. right? It just can really set your show apart. Yeah. And it has. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so just really watching her process, watching the growth, and her girl Kelly, was in the writer's room, yeah. and the only reason she got that part is because she read it so well. So, well, so yeah. she was never even intended to be right, right. a cast member because she was a writer. Yeah. And so I just found that dope. And they had the same writers for the first three seasons, yeah. and then they got other gigs, and then they added more writers. So just full circle with it, and then understanding that, you know, if that's what you want to do, if you have a show, if you have a, a vision, Keep at it. Like, don't give it up because it's very possible. Issa was on the web. And did you see that web series? Oh, yeah. I it saw was, I saw a clip. Right, of right. That's right. It's like, uh. Yeah. Like, when she used to be in the car, she used to do her rapping thing. Like, that was cool. But all the non car scenes, I was just kind of like, <laughs> hey, hey. Like, right. but somebody is a great talent scout to be able to see the vision and what that could blossom into because all she was was a diamond in the rough at that point and somebody had to see it to give her the opportunity position her for it and she had to be ready when the opportunity presented itself and look how the trajectory of so many people's lives have been changed because of that dog like those writers especially to your point getting those new opportunities um kelly's character uh, she was in White Lotus, that show I was just talking about on HBO, mm-hmm. and she's probably still writing on other projects. Yeah. Um, people that were more seasoned writers for Insecure are now becoming showrunners. Yeah. And it's just all black everything. So that's dope, even down to the, the, the driver. He was like, man, I got unionized, you know what I'm saying? I go home, my wife is proud of me. Like, she is really changing people's lives. Now, I will say this. Um, and I know I understand why it had to happen this way, but I do feel like the season and series finale kind of had some unanswered things, right? So like Molly's mom's funeral. Who was there? Who attended? What was that like? What was the vibe? You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was uh, sad. How did um, uh, Torian, the, yeah. the partner, how did he propose? You know, he's a quirky character and what man. What did that proposal look like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the Asian dude, I think this was season four, yeah. but how do Asians feel marginalized or tokenized 
in terms of the representation in this particular piece because it was all black everything but just how everything previously in hollywood was all white everything and oh here go one or two little rascals buckwheat now foul now foul but you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. here go these token blacks now we're doing token asians and token middle eastern people and whatever bam but we are probably looking at it like, oh, no, that was diverse and, and equitable and inclusive because we gave them a chance when this could have been just all black everything. You know what I'm saying? So there are a lot of things that I just have questions about, not um, constructive criticism and feedback, just unanswered about. Hmm. No, I didn't actually I didn't look at it as she was being diverse with the Asian guy, I, because I think when you're in California, that's what it is. That's like when I lived, I had an Indian friend, I had yeah. white friends, I had Mexican Which friends, I had Puerto Rican friends. Yeah. I had everybody here, I just had black friends. And I, yeah. that drives me insane sometimes because mm -hmm. I'm like, the world just ain't black. South side is so, I think when you West Coast, you're going to have More some of everybody type of experience. that's your friend. Yeah. Um, but because it is a melting pot, when you get around your own, it's more appreciated. Y'all yeah. celebrating each other because you know it's really everybody else against y'all. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so now that I have seen the show and I know who you're talking about when you reference uh, Crenshaw and uh, Lawrence and uh, Nathan, uh, how do you feel about the way it ended in terms of who she ended up with? You know what? I'm definitely, I was totally shocked because I really thought they were going to wrap her up with Nathan and then she was just going to keep building and working with Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it went back to Lawrence, it was beautiful for me. And and I'm, I'm not a person that condones going backwards. I don't. Not I think you should always move Not forward and Let's find proceed. somebody else. Let's proceed. Right? But the chemistry, like where Lawrence started. Crumbs. Bum-ass nigga. Right? To now doing Upward exactly what boss. he wanted to he's, do. He's a decision maker in the room. He's an inventor. Uh, yeah, right? He's putting other people in position. The fact that he had a baby was just like a mishap. Huh? Yeah. Um, but his baby mama got some sense. Condola is a businesswoman. Like to address Condola's character, dog. So I didn't necessarily agree with the moral compass of this particular character, and here's why. I feel like Condola represented uh, what Lawrence was at that phase where he was at the barbecue and left to be with his co-workers and old girl was like, man, yeah. you a you a fuck nigga that thinks he's a good dude. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because Condola, one. Do you, yes or no, agree that she was using, initially using Lawrence as a rebound, like from her marriage and just trying to escape and, you know, oh, yeah. restart? Boom. Okay. So then uh, I feel like leaving Issa high and dry because things didn't work out with Lawrence, which has nothing to do with Issa and the project they're working on for the block, that showed you exactly who she was. Yeah. So then for her to have the audacity to come to Lawrence's crib and say, I'm finna, I'm pregnant, it's yours, I'm moving forward with this baby regardless of your decision, you can be as involved or not as you want to be, that comes off as, as very disrespectful. That comes off as, I get a chick pregnant, she don't want to keep it, I'm like, man, baby, if you keep this baby, all you got to do is carry it for nine months, have, get, give birth, deliver it, and I'll take it from there. What self-respecting mother is going to be like, okay, I'm not going to be involved in my child's life. So why would you think a dude is gonna take that type of approach. So I kind of think like that, that was capped the way she kind of came at it. Like, first of all, it's not gonna be, I'm not gonna be in involved in our child's life. Two, this is our child, not your baby. 
give me my baby. This is our son. What do you mean give you your baby? This is our son. And then to have the audacity for me to fly, even though it's a short flight from San Francisco to LA, I got everything set up in my crib and I'm expecting to have my son this weekend. And because he's colicky or whatever, whatever, you're saying, um, give him back to you. You can calm him down fast, da, da, and then you're gonna blurt out something out. You don't trust me. Bitch, you had plenty of sex with me. You just fuck untrustworthy niggas. Like, I don't get that about her character, bro. It was so, like, you a backslidden Christian. Cause then they meet the church. It'd be some of the worst people in church, man. It'd be some of the worst people in church because she left Issa high and dry. And she was she was just blatantly disrespectful to my man Lawrence. And she was an ineffective co-parent. Now they ended up, I feel like, working it out. But I just did not like the Kendola character. So when when you hold her in a high regard, I push back on that. Well, so I know women like that. Yeah. That, you know, get out of a relationship, it didn't end well, but they're at an age where they wanted to have a baby, need to have a baby, and like it's time. For, for what? Adopt? Because the Why are you involving me in this? Well, I'm not saying she slept with Lawrence with the intent to have a baby, right? right? But now that the opportunity is here, oh, I'm keeping it. With the intent. So... Do you think that when he said, uh, man, we, we were careful, right? That means what to you? We were careful. Um, either... I pulled out and we used robbers. Or I pulled out and you were on birth control. Or you were on birth control. Yeah. I don't think that she was on birth control. No, sure. I think she put it all on him to, to be either pull out or wear a rubber or both. Yeah. And how does that suggest distrust? You trusted me with... Okay, Calvin, get the word trust out of your head. I'm just okay, saying, she's she she very disrespectful for saying she don't no. trust a nigga that she was trusting to not get her pregnant if she wasn't trying to get pregnant. She trapped him. She trapped that what man. She, she was ready to have a baby now. She said that. I'm okay. not ready to have a baby. I didn't want to have a baby with my husband. I want to have a baby with somebody other than him. You, perhaps. I don't like that. I don't like that. Go adopt a baby if you need something to love you unconditionally. Go adopt a baby. Don't involve me in this. Okay, but what, I'm, what, she's, what I think... When women say they don't, when when that baby is crying and they haven't seen you because y'all don't live together or whatever, and they haven't seen you with that baby, in their minds, they don't know if you can handle it. And if a baby is crying all fucking night, that can drive you insane, right? And they Let don't, that mother cry. Right, but... Good for the lungs. But a lot of times for the mom, it's hard to trust somebody else to soothe the baby dad. It's as hard as you make it. That baby is half him. That baby is probably more him than it is her. I get what you're saying. I hear all that. But I'm just saying, so a everybody. woman who who pushed that thing out herself. She probably had a C-section. That's even worse. Now you can cut me open. I got to want to say she didn't push anything. Well, it's not discounting. Not discounting. Not discounting childbirth. Not discounting childbirth. I'm joking. But I'm just saying. But I'm, what I'm saying is women, That that's all into... A part of it, right? So it's not saying she don't trust him as a man. Like, yeah, you cool. We had sex. I, I think you're a good guy. But right now, this is my baby. Okay, and that's, that's how not true, that's bro. how women get. So if I, that's your baby, how did how did you get this baby? Okay, he gonna he gonna argue me down. That's our women. Y'all know what I'm saying. That's it's our no, no 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 no. It's, it's not feeling, though. But it's it not is, though. See, I but wish, it's not though because like this, I wish men could carry the damn baby. For just how and see how just how to have. You carry that shit, and then it's me come in like, no, I got it, I got it. Come on, now we go, we go. Just we got how, it, we got it. I don't just, trust you. Just how 
Uh, we can't generalize all cops are good, all black people are bad, or vice versa. We can't just say all mothers have this maternal instinct no, and all fathers that. aren't ready to. I'm speaking to you specifically all Condola, <laughs> who pushing 40 self or post 30 self was leaving Issa high and dry and was, you know what I'm saying, trusting somebody else to okay, not get so her pregnant, but then want to project onto this man saying he don't trust her with their child. That's our child. Okay, so when you're not even an experienced about, mom. You're talking about how she left. Issa. Where's her father? Where's her father? In the delivery room. You saw um, Kiki Palmer and you saw Sunshine. I throw my joint in the air and it's so good to turn into Sunshine from Harlem Nights. Where was her father? Which further lets me know that you don't need to be rearing and raising a son on your own. That's our child. Give but me my she, son. Okay, but the, the, the thing is, Condola never was like... She was still open. Even though she was hesitant, she was open. And it just didn't work right away. There wasn't a... Later I know, on, it did work later. I'm talking about initially. There was never enough that Lawrence could do. Lawrence was putting forth there effort. Isn't and there was never... And that's a choice by the mom. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Lawrence is not ready, maternal no, it, instinct, it, paternal instinct. I'm saying that. I'm women saying get in their own way, and that traumatizes their children. Postpartum is real. It's what real if way. Buddy would have gave up? Yeah, because uh, Tiffany, is that a character's name, the AKA? She was going through it. She didn't want her kid. It's a real thing, and her yeah. husband was there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so he figured it out. It's just the he lot figured of it out emotions. when given the opportunity. But you trying to push Lawrence away, who's also trying to be a great dad. That's all I don't she agree knew with that. to do. You didn't have to agree with it. It was just what she did in that moment. No, I'm just saying how great the show is because we're that connected with the characters. But I just wanted to call out. Condola. I was connected with Condola. I was happy her ass got out the way. Man, but man. Ooh, um, clown. yeah, I was I was pleasantly happy because I felt like Issa had the personality that she would embrace that child because she didn't have any ill will against right. Condola because they wasn't together when all that shit happened. Right? She she was able to move on because she truly and all the dudes she had been with, Lawrence was still at the top. I think we talked about this on a previous episode. Success breeds confidence. If Lawrence would have took off and did his thing. Condola was seemingly already pretty much established. If Issa wasn't trajecting in the way that she was, she wouldn't have chosen oh, She Lawrence. wouldn't have went back. She, she would have been with Nathan. with Nathan. Because she would have felt inferior to the baby moms and to the man Agreed. because she wasn't trajecting the same way. But that success gave her the confidence to be like, I can deal with this. I'm still a bad chick. You know what I'm saying? And this can be my Because she didn't you know, even know what the family. hell she wanted to do. She was like, yeah. we got y'all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She had to figure so it out. So she figured it out. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. If you're not confident in your own situation in life, you're not... That is very intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Y'all got to get y'all some wins and then make... Uh, a, a clear conscious decision as opposed to misery loves company so I'm just gonna you know operate on this lower vibration, vibrational plane also I want to point out the fact that when she went back to her alma mater and was already being touted as panel worthy and on you know par with these other people um, she still didn't have it figured out she had already had a successful block party she already registered her organization and people was rooting for her from the sideline but she still didn't have the confidence mm -hmm. to know that I'm on the right path and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that speaks to the entrepreneurial journey that a lot of us are on to just keep going. Yeah. And uh, I told you I was reading a book by Will Smith. He said early in, in the first chapter or maybe second chapter about how his father gave him and his brother an impossible task to build this wall. And he said his pops came out and told him when they started complaining about it, he's like, stop focusing on the wall, focus on laying this brick perfectly. And once you lay that brick perfectly, lay the next brick perfectly. And the next, and the next, and the next. And then before you know it, you will have the wall. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Never overestimate what you can do 
in a day, but never underestimate what you can do over a period of time. But man, shout out to Issa Rae and the entire Insecure crew because that was a revolutionary show. Now, I have heard people that were like, man, it gets too much credit for being, you know, the epitome of what black content should look like going forward. There are other shows out there like Harlem, like Grand Crew, like, you know, that now have to almost follow that mold and that footprint versus don't. be their own things. What do you think about I that? I think, uh, I haven't seen Harlem, and I'm going to start watching it, but I think just like um, The Game, when that came out, yeah. that was a thing. Because yeah. there was a period when girls was trying That's to get them out. a... I know, but there was a period when girls was trying to get them a ball player, yeah, right? Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was, that the, was, that was the way era. out. That, that was, was the way thing, out. right? That was way out. Then you had girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That was the thing. You and, and when when women watch that, we we try to find ourselves in that yeah. and our girlfriends. Yeah. And so insecure, it's a vibe. You have yeah. you we myself. I have a girlfriend that's an attorney. Mm -hmm. Right. Obviously, she knew what she wanted to do right, right. out the gate. You got me who was trying to figure it Lisa. out, entrepreneur, right? <laughs> <Lisa>. <laughs> And then you got the one that's married yeah. with kids and, you know, she's trying to figure out if she likes that or if she want to do something else. So you find yourself in these characters mm -hmm. and your friends and your village and you be like, damn, yeah, but we're going to do the same shit, you know? Yeah. It's relatable. But that doesn't mean every show has to be like that. Well, that about wraps us up for this week's segment of entertainment on this week's episode of This and a Third. Literally. This is a traffic jam, traffic jam, traffic jam. This, that, and now, for everyone's favorite topic on this and the third, and that is none other than relationships. So, Miss Reese, we're topping off our relationship this week. How can I help? First, I'm going to shout out Indigenous royalty and the black love that's on display. Eh? Martin and Coretta. And I would also like favorites. to shout out God is Dope and Black Women Matter. All Black Women Matter <laughs> in that order. Alright, so how can I help on relationships? Okay. If you with your girl mm -hmm. and her friends. Okay, at the same time. As a man, you must cover all tabs. Are these hidden rules? This has not been my experience. Uh, <laughs> let me just say this. You know what I'm saying? Most of the time, when I find myself out and, you know, mixing and mingling with the band, and let's say it's me, my girl, and her girls, I might cover around. I might, you know, whatever, whatever, get the party started. But usually I roll in the type of circles where all the women are kind of successful enough that they expect to split the tab um, equally. So, yeah, we're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? However, if it's a situation where I roll up on a group of females and I'm trying to, then it might be a round or two or three or a bottle <laughs> if you're really trying to seal the deal. But I like what Deion Cole said in one of his stand-ups I was watching on Netflix. He say, uh, man, I just go up to a group of women in the club and say, hey, which one of y'all like me? And I'll be back with a drink for the winter. So he just buys one drink and says, man, when I come back, y'all let me know whose drink this is. Whoever liked me most, I like them back. Hmm. So that's a good way. But as it pertains to, you know, this is my girl and we came together, I would say we probably splitting. And if I'm just feeling, you know, feeling good or whatever, then I probably would cover. What, what, what would you expect? Um, so there was a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that's some young stuff. That's yeah, some young early stuff. 20s. Yeah. Where if we out, 
Well, I don't expect, I never expected my guy to buy the round all night long, right? right? No, one, if he got your asses in the club, okay, that's one. Yeah, that's a round. <laughs> okay, because he got you in. You right, that pay. was a dirty dub. Please believe. And if he got you in VIP, that's two. That's kind of 40. <laughs> 40 ahead. Um, and so, you know, it would be, yeah, but I think, no, he never, yeah, we, he would get around and then it would kind of be like, we each would buy around. Exactly. So it was never, we was just partying on him. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, no, this is our money. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. So y'all taking out her pocket. <laughs> yeah. right. And I, I will also say this. It's different now because of the touchless ways that we can transact. Right. So it's, now I'm not suggesting that you're at the table and it's a six hundred dollar tab and six of y'all y'all put six cards in the thing. Yeah. I'm saying like I might pay the tab and they just oh what's your Venmo? What's your Cash App? Yeah. What's your Zelle? Yeah. So we understand like yo or at least cover the tip. Yeah. Like I'm paying six hundred, y'all y'all can come up with seventy five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Eighty dollars to tip. How about two hundred dollars to tip? Yes. I don't want to be, you know, outrageous. No, which is bad. But cover the cover the tip. Cover the tip. Yeah. So no, I don't. And I think as you get older, like yeah. now, I I remember going out um, to Lumen when mm -hmm. I when I was back here, and I remember the guy who now was like. Like, he had to ask, like, am I expected to... Yeah, nah, what's the rules here? Yeah! <laughs> and it's okay to ask. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was like, you know, he bought a round. And I was like, everybody on the hill now. That was enough. That was enough. So, no, I don't think you're expected. But I think you can ask. You can ask your girl how she feel about it. Yeah. You know, now, if she on some... Yes, spend all your money on me and my girls. Mm, you should probably look at girl. her. That's yeah. Not your girl. Yeah. And ladies, on the flip side, if a dude is, if you're expecting this dude to cover all rounds, he may be expecting something from all five of you as well at the end of the night. <laughs> Maybe not that night, but a night you owe him. I'm just something. saying. So keep that in mind while you have your handout. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> he might put something in. Um, okay, next question. If your significant other has an opportunity to move cross country, mm -hmm. would you move with them? Would you stay behind? Or what would you like? What would you expect their relationship to look like? It depends on how significant an other this other is. You so know you've what been saying? together two years. No, no, I'll see you. Uh, we can meet in the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? If I'm on the West Coast, you're on the East Coast, or vice versa. We can meet in the middle, or we can see each other, you know what I'm saying, twice a month or whatever. We can make it work. But uh, two years is not enough time for me to be uprooting and relocating. I mean, unless you're getting to that Baggington. And I know now is better than ever before because um, remote work. Like, people can work a lot more remotely and flexibly than they yeah. could previously. So, now is the opportunity that it would be leaning a little bit more towards us. But I don't think that in this particular example, two years is enough time for me to be, one, I wouldn't follow anybody, let alone, you know, a, a, a woman that I'm dealing with. And I kind of wouldn't be comfortable with her following me. Coming to see me often as she wants to and stuff like that, that's different than uprooting her life to be with me. And I don't see myself uprooting my life to be with anyone but Jesus. Oh, okay, so what what would be a significant amount of time for you to uproot? And let's say she is getting the bag. It wouldn't be. It, it would be, that would have to be my wife. I would not follow a non-wife. I would not go with a non-wife. So say this is somebody that you want to marry. And we need to get married before I would ever uproot anything. My roots are my roots. 
You know what I'm saying? What if I want to marry every woman in the world? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would move anywhere. That's not the case, bro. You have to be very intentional with understanding when I say this, I mean this. Until you're married, you're single. And you should act as such. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, the world is so flat now, I don't care if she moved out the country, we could still see each other as much as our hearts desired, as frequently and as often and as deeply as our hearts desired, uh, a lot less, uh, a lot more seamlessly than we ever could before. And if it's real love, then that absence is going to make the heart grow fonder and I might accelerate my proposal versus, man, bye. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, if it ain't my wife, it ain't my life. What say you? Um, I, like before I had kids, yeah, I get it. If you move into a place that I want to yeah, live. I always wanted to live here. <laughs> the hell yeah. Right, that's a, totally different than you going to Jersey. I'm, a, um, I'm going to Jersey. I'm pack my bags, come on to LA and right. shack up with you and find me some opportunity. Because I do know at the end of the day, I can always go back yeah. home. But that's before kids. Right. After kids, no. Man, we, I need you to be set up. How much you making? What does mm -hmm. that look like? It's it's a little bit more into it. But. What's in it for me? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm going to have opportunity costs. I'm giving up something to yeah. be with you. So I have to weigh that against what I'm getting Get by it. being with you. Yeah. Um, and again, with remote work and, you know, hustle's mentality and being able to get it out the mud, put me anywhere on God's green earth, I'll triple my worth. I get all those things. But what if I get out there, it's only been two years, and I realize I don't like you in the sunshine. <laughs> I liked you in the cold, inclement weather. You were bundled up and you were a little bit more, you know, whatever, my flavor. Now you out here just, you know what I'm saying, acting all type of West Coast. I'm good. I'm going to head out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't know. I've seen it happen before successfully where uh, some people from my hometown moved to the Pacific Northwest because the wife ended up getting the bag and the husband was able to work remotely and they got about four or five kids. But again, it's husband and wife. It's not boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I don't care if you were only married for six months. You're married. Yeah. Versus we've been dating for six years and we're not married. There's a reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And doesn't it matter if we live together here? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So if we wasn't even living together here, why would we live together there? Yeah. Nah, yeah. son. It's a no for me, dog. I think for, for women, though, it'll be like a free trip. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. to, because, it's a getaway. Because she can they, always, I'm gone for three months. So I'll be back. And go. Yeah. I still live here, too. <laughs> go see Tyrone. She keep her stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, bro, that's a slippery slope with <laughs> But I think that about wraps us up for this week's segment of Relationships on this week's episode of This, That, and Third. Literally, thank you all for tuning in and turning up for another dope episode of This, That, and Third, the lifestyle show that gives you life. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and check us out on all social media platforms by searching This, That, and the Third with the third spell I, 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 like the Roman numeral Three. Once again, it's been a pleasure serving as a host. It's your boy, Calvin Leroy King the Third, my lovely co-host with the most, Miss Reese Peace, the one and only. And we are the Undisputed King and Queen of Chicago Podcast. Check, Check us out. out. This is a